Hey everybody, Jim Sammons here, and welcome to this special edition of the Kayak Fishing Show Live. And this one's brought to you by NRS, because that's what this show is going to be all about. It's going to be about NRS, because we've got a great new partnership with NRS. They've joined on with our show. Now, I've known about this company for a very, very, very long time, um, and I've watched how they have embraced the kayak fishing community uh, I mean, they've got some of the, the most well-known kayak anglers on their team. And for me to have the chance to join with NRS Fishing, uh, I just super, super stoked. Uh, my friend Jameson Redding kind of helped with that. You know, I've fished with him a ton and I've seen the NRS gear that he has, particularly the NRS clothing, uh, the PFDs. I mean, just such great stuff. So um, we made it work. We made it work here this year. And from now on, our clothing, everything, we are sponsored by NRS. So with that said, I want to bring these guys up onto the show. David, how are you? Thanks for joining us. Good. And Thanks for having me on. My good friend, Jameson Redding. Uh, again, you know, he's with me on Jackson Kayak, and he also, um, you know, helped us with NRS, made some introductions. And uh, although I know, Dave, you've been working with Heliconia on other shows, but uh, like I said, it was my connection with Jameson that made me see how cool this product, your products are. And um, so, David, I'm going to start off with you. I mean, and again, thanks for, for joining us and for, you know, joining us as a partner on our show. Um, give us a little bit of history of NRS, because I know they've been around quite, quite a long time. Yeah, um, the company started in 1972. Um, and uh, at that time, our founder, um, uh, his name is Bill Parks. Uh, Bill was a college professor of business at the University of Oregon in Eugene. Um, you know, he was a very avid whitewater boater, rafter, um, and uh, him and his buddies saw a lack of good quality, you know, outdoor rugged equipment that they can utilize on the river. And as well, he, you know, during his classes, he had some very unique perspectives on how to run a small business. Um, and basically a couple of his students, you know, not necessarily to say they called him out in class, but, you know, they, they basically said, hey, prove that. So Bill took a very small investment, started NRS basically in his garage in Eugene. Um, Fast forward a little bit, uh, Bill got an opportunity to be a college professor of business at the University of Idaho in Moscow, Idaho. And uh, from there, you have NRS. Um, initially, when Bill started the company, he uh, his first product that he created was actually the Bill's Bag, which is a dry waterproof duffel bag, basically for multi-day river trips. Um, that product is still being manufactured to this day. So it's a uh, Big leader dry bag, folds down, clips, has shoulder straps. Basically, you can throw your camping equipment in there, some sleeping gear, some light cooking equipment, and basically work out of that gear bag for your entire multi-day trip. And then uh, the second NRS item that was ever manufactured is the cam strap. 
Um, and everybody knows that camp strap in the industry. Um, from there, being in Moscow, Idaho, we've kind of moved into a couple different locations. Um, as of uh, November of 2019, we moved into a brand new facility in Moscow. Uh, it kind of is an opportunity for us to house everything in one location. We have our warehouse right behind me in this wall, um, all of our sales and marketing. We have a retail space. Uh, give or take, we're probably employ about you know 100 employees here right now. So that's kind of like a quick historical kind of rundown of NRS. Um, I will say probably in the last five years, uh, we started progressing uh, into the fishing categories and market. Um, and that's where we came up with the logo on Jim's hat, uh, NRS fishing logo with a little mountain background with a drop hook um, and really expanded our fishing assortment for anglers. And to give you a little bit of extra information on NRS fishing and who, who our target is, um, who our target consumer, uh, we, we call these anglers adventure anglers. You know, it's about getting out there in smaller personal watercraft, whether that's a raft, a kayak, an SUP board or a micro skiff, um, but being able to fish these hard to reach remote locations and being safe and effective and extending your time on the waters is kind of what we're driven to and why we build the product that we do. Right. Um, so, I mean, you, you guys have your NRS branded stuff. Um, and I say we have, it's NRS.com. It's very easy to find their website right there. Uh, so NRS branded stuff, but you also distribute for other companies, right? Yep. And I mean, like I said, if you go to their website, and I, I highly encourage everybody to go to the website because there's everything you could need. <laughs> you know, it's like from uh, the dry bags and, you know, we all need dry bags of varying sizes and there's different dry bags, different sizes. There's that great clothing uh, that, like I said, I learned about the clothing, especially from shooting with Jameson because he just looked so good in it. Well, I mean, I look good in it, but let's, let's well, it's true. But I mean, you you kept telling me it's like you know showing me the the pants and the shorts and the shirts and all that. It's kind and of a funny funny story. You know, I'll do it real quickly. Um, getting back to how he was talking about kind of taking that step over the last five years and really embracing the fishing side of NRS. Not that they didn't already, but it was mostly more the fly fishing or river uh, fishing through rafts and and whatnot embracing the kayak fishing side of it, David actually reached out to me um, and I was actually with another brand at the time. And I have to say, I, I turned him down and I regretted that decision because this was right at the cusp of that. Uh, and I looked at the product line and I'm like, you know, it's no different. I mean, it was different. It was NRS, but you know, it was no company that was in paddle sports uh, was really embracing kayak fishing. And so to me, they all sort of look the same, um, you know, from the outside, from a, from a fisherman standpoint. Um, and then I was made to regret that decision really quickly with how much emphasis NRS put on the angler and the kayak angler. And it wasn't just from a PFD standpoint, um, but that was, you know, a big part of it. Uh, and it led to all the gear and the products that, that you now see that you saw me wear and, Thank goodness that uh, I was able to still become a part of NRS before it was too late. <laughs> it's been, <laughs> it's definitely one of my like favorite partnerships and you know, David's great and actually understands because he is a kayak angler. Um, and, you know, I really do feel like it is a partnership and, and 
you know, we as a team get to kind of come together and or listen to and have uh, input on the product line. And, and just over the few years that I've been there the, to see how the product has progressed and, and changed just little tiny details that, you know, you could sit and point out, but that make a huge difference uh, overall when you're out on the water. So it's, yeah, been, I it's been great. I think, you know, and that was one of the things that while you and I were talking, you know, on during our trips and everything, we talked about, you know, maybe some other companies that we had worked with and talked to and um, and then your experience with working with NRS is that they were actually taking the input from all these guys that they work with. And again, I mean, you got, you know, Chad Hoover, uh, Robert Field and just a, a just a plethora of other higher profile kayak anglers. And what Jameson, you told me is like, yeah, they're taking input and they're yeah. They're designing, I mean, uh, Ron Champion, right? Um, I mean, just so much of that stuff is, so you can get it right. And that's the thing is getting it right. Yep. Because I've worked with other companies on other products and all that is it's like, oh, we want to do a kayak fishing thing. And it's all kayak fishing in name, but not in function. And, yeah, and I think, really David, you've said it before to me, um, your goal at, you guys' goal at NRS, and I guess our goal, because I'm part of NRS, and now you are too, Jim. Um, but it's to kind of outfit you from head to toe for a day on the water. And no other brand that I've ever worked with has been able to do that. You know, so I've had to go other places for shirts or shoes or pants, um, you know, and then other places for, for life jackets and more technical outerwear, outerwear as far as like dry clothing and, and then maybe somewhere else for dry bags. Um, but with NRS, you just literally have everything you need to really outfit yourself, um, you know, to, to have a day on the water or go on some type of adventure. And it's just, it's been really great. That's cool. Yeah. So um, I, I, we got a bunch of people checking in here. So I just want to say hello to a few folks. Uh, Zach says, uh, this song gets me pumped up for fishing. Oh, that's the uh, intro to my show. Uh, yeah, it's Brock Zeman. Um, like I said, I heard his song, uh, what's it called? Broken Tooth or Rotten Tooth. And I heard that song and I'm like, man, I just like the sound of it. I like the vibe of it. Can we get this guy to do a uh, theme song for my show? And he, he did. And I, I think it came out great. Uh, Gene Wilson, thank you so much as always for being here and being such a big supporter and always helping spread the word. G is Gene like the best teammate ever, Jameson? <laughs> yeah, she, it was funny. Like she posted on our, our team group today and it was just so positive. Like she's literally the team captain if you will like she just is always bringing the stoke level and and always. encouraging everyone she's oh i mean every live show i've ever done every show i've ever done with you jim i you know her name is like first pops up she's commenting saying hey to everyone yeah and if and you ever get a chance to fish with her she's just the same way like on the water she just shows up with a big smile and just immediately doesn't matter how bad your day is it's gonna get better from there on out yeah, no, great person. And Gene, thank you so much uh, for all your help. You always do, always helping spread the word uh, like no one else. Uh, Janice Wise uh, says you shared it for us. Thank you so much. Blake saying hello. Aaron, how you doing, man? Uh, Dave Fowler always joining the shows from Ottawa, Canada. I bet it's freezing up there. How's it in Idaho right now? Uh, we're expecting some snow flurries over the next couple of days. There's nothing on the ground outside the window right here, but mountains definitely got some snow 
we actually need a lot more though. I think we're uh, struggling on snowpack right now. We need we need to be crushed. Okay. Yeah, we we're, we've been getting a little bit of rain. We need more rain. But if anybody's wondering if there is any hiccups in our internet connection, we've had terrible terrible wind storms here, and uh, for whatever reason, if if it has to do with that or whatever, but my internet is terrible today. So. Um, if, we, if you are seeing some hiccups or freezes, that's the reason. Uh, Janice says the uh, NRS Chinook is the best PFD that I ever use. I know lots of my people are using that PFD as well. Yeah, that's that was a great one as soon as it came out. Um, and Zach says the NRS website is packed full of killer gear. And we're gonna, certainly going to talk more about that here in a second. Um what does Zach say? I literally don't hit the water without numerous NRS products. And again, that's what we were saying, right? They've got kind of all that stuff you need, the dry bags, the, the pumps, the, the everything. So again, we'll, we'll go out through that a little bit more, but uh, David, what, what was the, the big push to get you guys into fishing? What was that first item in the really push towards fishing? Um, so Jameson mentioned earlier, you know, uh, a lot of, uh, anglers and outdoor enthusiasts used our rafts to access hard to reach waterways. And, you know, we've actually designed raft fishing frames to accommodate, you know, multiple people on a boat fishing at once. So that's kind of like not necessarily 100% designated as an NRS fishing product because we can also sell that product to tons of other just whitewater enthusiasts. But in the actual fishing category, it all kind of started with that Chinook PFD. And I can actually grab one right behind me and kind of show it up on the, the video screen here. And it's, um, it's made a lot of changes have happened to it even just since I've been part of the team. Yeah. So one, one quick uh, thing, if we have any... Uh, viewers that walk into a shop and they look at a full assortment of PFDs, whether it's NRS or a different manufacturer, um, always try on the PFD. Um, always make sure it's comfortable for you before you make a buying decision. Um, but when you do grab it off that hanger, a lot of shops will have it tightened down all the straps so it actually doesn't fall off the hanger. So when you grab it off the hanger, go ahead and loosen it up all the way. Uh, get all the straps loosened, and then go ahead and actually try on the PFD. Zip it up properly. Sit down in a chair. Sit down in a boat on the shop floor. Get comfortable with it. Um, this is the Chinook, and basically, if you look, it is a mesh back platform. So your flotation's up high on your back. Um, it allows for breathability in your lower back area, but more importantly, when you sit down in your actual uh, high back seat, that seat panel will fit below that piece of foam, so you don't have that extra bulkiness in your lower back area. Um, real quick thing, I just wanna provide some extra information for you. Cinching down a PFD or properly fitting a PFD. So loosen up all the straps on your sides right here. Go ahead and grab this strap, the very bottom one, Reach on this side, grab that strap as well. Go ahead and cinch those down back and forth. By cinching them down on both sides at the same time, it'll keep the PFD centered in your body. If you pull one side, this PFD might come over on this side and you're gonna have to reposition it. Work your way up to the next two and then shoulder straps. 
just take up the loose strap material. Uh, the cool thing with the NRS uh, PFDs, we have these little strap garages. So you can take your straps, kind of hide them away so they're not flapping you if it's super windy out. Um, functionality of the front, uh, we have these big double pull zipper pockets. You can open them up, expand those pockets. Nice working area. Same pocket on this side, double pull zippers. On the inside, the pockets are a little different. Like this one will have two little elastic pouches, has some couple, uh, couple little attachment points on the inside. This one actually has a bigger zipper pocket, mesh pocket on this. The size of these pockets are kind of designed to accommodate either a smaller little tackle box or your standard soft plastics bags, like Jameson's wearing a Z-Man shirt. Put a couple of those soft plastics bags in here, your go-to colors, have them easily accessible. Um, tournament fishing, I typically will designate one pocket for my phone because I'm taking a lot of pictures of my fish to submit them. A bigger iPhone will fit into this pocket. You can kind of close it up, keep it on a little lanyard, pull it out. Um, this pocket will actually have a designated pliers holder. Uh, typically it'll fit like a, just a reference of Gerber pliers. Um, not a super huge pliers, but something that you need to remove a hook um, or cut some wine will fit into that pocket. This side will have a couple extra little pockets that expand out with a little elastic band. So I like to keep a couple bags of hooks, a couple bags of weights, kind of keep my go-to stuff on me versus being stored away in a boat or in a tackle box. Lash tab, pointing around here. So this tab is actually to accommodate a knife. Um, Jameson gave us some feedback. Uh, we, we definitely like to hear from our anglers. So before that tab was straight up and down and it would interfere with this pocket down below. And now we kind of canted it a little bit. Uh, so now your, your handle will be positioned properly in your knife. On your and that was um, one of the like small little things I was talking about. And so like with that, most people want to mount that knife with the handle down the blade pointing up so you can quickly grab it and pull if you have to use it in an emergency situation. And that's an NRS knife, the co-pilot. Um, they also have the pilot knife, but that one was the one, you know, in the older style, if you had that oriented that way where it was quick and easy to grab, uh, it kind of blocked the zipper. So that just that little bit of detail of canting it uh, and, and not blocking that zipper. But I want to say to that life jacket, the PFD that he's got on, um, one of the things and I, you maybe get ready to get to it, but is the, the rod holder set up. So David, I'll let you expand on that, but it was something I didn't think I would use, but I do get out and wade in the river quite often, uh, from the kayak. And that's where these, some of these features, like being able to take tackle with you. And then this particular feature that rod to be David. Yeah. <laughs> David, uh, dropped out there for a second. He actually was texting me. He goes, I lost oh. connection. So. Um, hopefully he'll come back in but when he does you'll see uh there's a strap little velcro strap on the chest uh on one side and a loop on the other and you can kind of stage your rod so if you are getting out and waiting um from the kayak which i do quite often in the river and you land a fish you can or you're tying a new uh bait on you can just like stage your rod and actually work on your line and work on uh unhooking that fish or whatever so it's it's a lot of attention to small features that make a huge difference uh, on the water. Well, and like you said, I mean, the, the fact that they will take that input 
And, and like I said, you and I talked about another company um, that it, they were they had a kayak fishing stuff, but it was like really a name only, right. and it didn't they didn't necessarily take the input and apply it. They had a designer who wasn't necessarily a fisherman, and then they, you know, it just didn't. They weren't act actively involved in the kayak fishing uh, right. community, which NRS yeah. seems to be. That um, makes a big difference when you're connected on the ground. I mean, I think that's what makes Jackson Kayak, you know, what it is as well is because, you know, we're so active in the community. We're all paddlers. We're all fishermen. And we have say-so in, in the direction. And that's, you know, obviously what you see at NRS as well. Hopefully yeah, for sure. Are, well, hopefully he getting, is he getting back on. up in line? Well, I, I, I'm going to have to go raid my closet to show you guys the rest of the products. There you go. <laughs> um, I've got one right here beside me, which I don't know how much experience you have. I mean, I haven't had a chance to actually get it out and wear it on the water, but this is the OS version yeah. of the Chinook, which is um, basically the, the pocket orientations are a little bit different i really like uh it's hard for me to this longer pocket here perfect for the vhf radio right. um you know more about this one to say do you have a little more input i on mean it's it? built off the same you know i guess you'd call it chassis so you still have the high back i believe on that one and which is going to give you for the seats that have a, a higher back seat but yeah it was oriented the pockets were really the difference and then it gave you another safety uh, place so you have two plate positions to, to mount an eye for other um, you know, safety gear and then having that pocket for the VHF because that's one of the more important things. And inevitably, I've always been trying to find a place to put it and I get slapped with the antenna in the face usually. Right. But having that like designated area and the way the zipper is even designed so the antenna can stick out on a particular one I, I is uh, <laughs> huge. Can you see, David? <laughs> I see a black I screen. I see a black, black screen. It's funny because down in the waiting room, I can see his background. So, um, yeah, that was always one. I, I had one that had the, uh, <laughs> he thinks his internet went out. <laughs> I would say that's I, a fair, fair yeah, Just call him yeah. with your phone, man. Yeah. Oh, audible. Yeah. Go, go phone. So someone's asking if there's a waterproof pocket, there's not a waterproof pocket on them. So yeah, you know, most like I've got an, that's new enough that it's actually waterproof. So I don't worry about it too much, but yeah, there's not a waterproof pocket just mostly because of the amount of money it would take uh, to have that in order to have a zipper pocket that's waterproof. The zipper alone is going to cost you a lot of money, which is going to drive the price of that PFD uh, through the roof. Uh, and it's something that, you know, I know we've talked about as a feature we'd like to see, but you know, you just run into the trade-off of, uh, are people willing to spend, several hundred dollars to get a waterproof pocket on a, on a PFD. Cause it's the, it boils down to the zipper. Yeah. I think you're honestly, you're better off just having, if you want to go waterproof, get the waterproof pouch for the phone yeah, for yourself. Sure. Um, yeah. And you know, so many of the cameras and stuff are waterproof anyway, or um, you know, like I said, just keep that stuff in a dry bag. I don't think you necessarily need it on the PFD. Um, and David and I actually talked about um, one of their more of a whitewater vest which is a style that I really like. And I wish I could remember the name of it because he was supposed to be showing it. <laughs> um, it's a side entry style though. Is what yeah, you're it's a about. side entry. 
And I really like that style. You tend to have a little bit more room through here. So for paddle ability, they're a little bit more comfortable. Uh, you, you can have a larger pocket in the center of your chest. So it's, you're not having to um, have everything switched to one or pushed off to the sides because you have to deal with that zipper down the middle. He's trying again. Let's see. <laughs> oh, right. snap. Hey. <laughs> I'm back. Sorry, I think the internet went out in our entire building here. Just uh, kind of shut everybody off momentarily. But it never back in it. Yep. Yeah, the the joys of live streaming. Yep. <laughs> so uh, we were just talking a little bit about because I happen to have mine sitting right here. The OS yep. on the screen. and um, I don't know if you want to kind of give a quick rundown on the differences between the two, or uh, we yeah. kind of pointed out we kind of pointed out the the larger pocket, the different orientation of pockets, and that sort of thing. Yep, definitely. So back to the Chinook, there's one feature that a lot of people miss. It actually has an integrated rod holder built into it. So it kind of depends on what activity you're doing, what type of water you're on. Um, you know, if you're actually standing up in your kayak or on your boat or SUP board, if you need to change out your lure quick or change your presentation, uh, instead of clanking that rod down, trying to find, you know, a rod holder on your boat or clanking it makes some noise stick the butt of the rod right into this loop right here and then go up to the top and then lash down the rod to the outside of your pfd then you could go hands-free retie real quick then go back to fishing so it's uh, kind so of kind of like this yeah yep. it's just kind of positioned sideways on the pfd it's a way for you just to quickly change something out um, and then go right back to fishing instead of having to sit down uh, having to reach for a rod holder or whatever you might be be doing. Well, again, um, as right as you as you got cut out, uh, I kind of started talking about that feature, and it was one of the things that I didn't think that I would. I was just kind of like, I don't know if I'll ever use that. Like it yep. just seems. But then getting out of the boat and waiting again, which I do a lot in the river, and I think there's even a photo somewhere that you guys use where I'm I'm using that, and it it does come in so handy when you do get to those flats or a river situation where you want to get out and wade and just kind of park the boat, um, being able to not have to lay your rod down in the water uh, or on a, a rock or whatever and, and hold it and change the lure out or even deal with a, a fish. Um, I've actually used it quite a bit more than I ever thought I would. Um, in fact, I think the first time I was like, Oh yeah, I do have this. And I tried it. And <laughs> it came in really handy, <laughs> but it, it's just little things like that that you don't think you would, you know, you look at it and you're like, I don't know if I would ever use that, but yeah, those are the situations where, um, you know, it's a little feature, but I think it adds a mm -hmm. lot. Um, kind of like what we were talking about with the OS and having that pocket for the VHF radio. Right. So colors, we have gray, which is more of a neutral color. Red, which is more of a safety oriented color. Green, which is more of a natural color. Then the Chinook, which is the women's version of the Chinook. Chinook. And then the PFD Jim and Jamison are talking about is the Chinook OS. OS stands for offshore. Same foam layout. We actually add more reflective taping and higher vis colors on both of these jackets. Um, but if you notice on the front, it's got a different pocket configuration than the regular Chinook. And the biggest pocket to call out on here is this uh, radio pocket. 
So it has double pole zippers again, so you can have your radio in here and the antenna sticking out the top, close up the two. Um, you know, we have heard some feedback on this pocket. We are considering some changes down the road, but for right now, that is the pocket for your, your radio. Um, and like I said, higher vis colors, more reflective taping and uh, reflective taping would be right here up on the back or up on the shoulders and then on the back a couple spots too. Even the logo is reflective. So Jim, and that, that is so, that is so important. Yeah. You know, um, I, I, there's a lot of people here who hoop net and stuff like that at night. And I mean, I see so many guys out there and they're literally invisible and that little bit of reflecting it, it's, it makes a huge, huge difference. And making it easier for you to be seen by other kayakers, but more importantly by boaters. So, I mean, like yeah. I said, that that's huge. Yeah, U.S. Coast Guard, you know, that's the they have to come out and try to track someone down out on the water, and you're out there long distance. Um, they're going to probably see that reflective before they're going to see your PFT color, before they're going to see your boat color or your paddle color. This will be the first thing that's going to pop when they're when they're searching. Before we jump uh, on to any other items, I want to remind people that to like, comment, share for your chance to win a varial hoodie from NRS. So somebody who likes, comments, shares this broadcast within the next 24 hours is going to have a chance to win that varial hoodie. And it is a great shirt. And, it, and the color, I remember you sent it to me and I don't remember what it was, but it looks really awesome. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, but hey, did, did, did I spell, right this, you did spell it right this time? <laughs> uh, yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> so we, if you want, I can chat about this particular product right here. Um, right. So this is the varial hoodie. We're probably in our third year having this into the NRS fishing assortment. It is a, a spandex nylon blended material. It's actually 100% recycled material, which is new this year. Um, it's UPF 50, so it's your highest sun protection rating. It's a casual fitting shirt, so it's not going to be form fitting on you. It's going to be comfortable to wear. Um, this is the varial. It's a long sleeve. On the uh, sleeves, we will have thumb loops, so you can kind of protect the backs of your hands uh, if you need to. But the biggest thing is uh, this particular apparel option has an integrated hood built into it, as well as your face shield. Um, and they're two independent pieces. So you can have the hood up or the hood down, the face shield up or both of them up at the same time. Uh, on the face shield, we do have perforated holes. So, you know, if you have this up over your face, you have your ball cap on shades, you take that deep breath. It's not a hundred percent. That's going to limit the amount of fog you get on your glasses, but it will help having those perforated holes. It helps a lot actually, I think. Yep. Yeah. And I then, think so, yeah. So the, the color that we're going to give away for uh, Jim's show today is this sky camo. Um, so we're going to have a couple different colors or a few different colors in the varial. Um, we're going to have a neutral gray, a green, more natural color, a light blue for your bluebird, no, no clouds in the sky. Uh, perfect day. That's going to be a great option for you there. But the sky camo is something I really like. If I'm 
paddling and, you know, I'm concerned uh, with blending into my background, which typically being a kayak, your background is going to be your, your sky color. So if it's overcast, cloudy condition day, you need something to blend in. This is the new sky camo color, and I'm super stoked on this. It's funny. I don't think a lot of people would, would buy in to the fact that it makes a difference, but I, I believe it really makes a difference, uh, especially when you're trying to sight fish, uh, you know, clear water uh, presentations that not so much in Louisiana, maybe because there's a lot of redfish down there. And I think they're probably, you know, a little less picky, but when you go to the keys, it, I mean, those fish are so picky when you're in that clear water. And oh, yeah. When, when you're in that really clear water, like in the Bahamas, uh, sight casting for bonefish and you're trying to get up high, uh, I, I can imagine that makes a huge, huge difference. Yeah. It definitely depends on the species of fish. Some uh, fish will, will see certain colors within a certain distance. Um, but I'm really stoked. I, I took that uh, – particular color and that product out and actually tested it and took a few photos of me in a overcast day and it blended really good. So I'm, I'm going to be stoked on that. You're almost uh, only, invisible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> only thing to mention, uh, because of the popularity of the burial hoodie, um, we're actually bringing in a women's burial hoodie. So it's a women's cut um, and uh, limited on colors, but we'll, we'll definitely have some options for ladies. Hey, I saw one of the questions as you mentioned that as I'm just kind of reading through these as well, Jim. But yeah, I was going to throw that up there. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Dots, can you tell me the difference on features fitting from the men's to ladies Chinook? So years ago, NRS was redeveloping our mesh back platform. And the Chinook is a mesh back platform, as I mentioned, foams up high, mesh down below. We have some additional PFDs in that same platform, whether it's the Clearwater, um, trying to remember a couple other names of jackets, but we basically wanted to rethink our foam layout. So by doing that, we came up with a foam design for females um, to accommodate a chest and to be comfortable to paddle in uh, while sitting. Um, that foam layout we also found was super comfortable for men to wear as well. Um, so the Chinook was actually developed first, that foam layout, and we took that same foam layout and moved it forward to our uh, men's jackets. So foam, uh, there's no difference between a uh, men's Chinook and a women's Chinook. Um, it's going to be very comfortable for a lady to wear. It's also going to be comfortable for a uh, male to wear as well. Um, so besides that, all the features are the same. The Chinook has the same pocket configuration, uh, all the same features. So there's no difference between that. Sizing is, is the difference. So uh, my general recommendation when you're sizing a PFD, if you got way too much straps hanging out, um, meaning like that much extra strap, you might need to go down a size. If you don't have enough strap length to properly cinch this PFD down on you, that's an indicator you need to uh, go up a size in PFD. So features wise, there's no difference between the regular Chinook and the Chinook. Pockets, features, everything the same. 
Hey, David, here's a question, or it's actually a comment, but it, it would kind of lead into a, a decent question. It says he needs to get a new new vest. His NRS, after three years and 200 trips in Hawaii, is near done. Of course, you go to places like that where you have the brutal sun, it's going to be harder on your gear. What do you suggest to help maximize the lifespan of your gear? Yeah. Um, so one... It, it, I don't think this is written down anywhere specifically, but a, a general rule uh, for PFD usage is I, I would say comfortably 365 days of actual use. It's not saying one calendar year of you owning the PFD. It's saying 365 days of on the water use of that jacket. At that point, you're probably going to see some wear and tear. You're probably going to see some fading in materials um, you know, and that's an indicator that you need to look at getting a new jacket. However, if you store that PFD away properly, um, you clean it up, make sure it's taken care of, you know, you can expand the life expectancy of a, of a PFD or a life jacket. Um, so general thing, um, that I could recommend is, uh, hand washing your PFD maybe a couple times a year. Uh, definitely when you're done fishing for the year and you're storing away in a garage or a closet or whatever, clean it up, um, use a mild detergent or uh, there's a product we sell. It's called a wetsuit shampoo. That will work great for cleaning up your PFD. Um, as well, uh, talking about uh, sun protection, the sun will fade things over time. Uh, we have a good product that's available called 303 Aerospace Protectant. That's that definitely 303, awesome. Yeah, we use it on inflatable boats. We use it on hard boats. We use it on general purpose equipment like dry bags. It's a conditioner that will help protect your gear from fading, from some, some uh, damage. No, I, I highly recommend that stuff uh, for your kayak seats. Um, and I mean, I use it on the top of my jacuzzi, the cover. I mean, it, it really is great stuff for that sun protection and to help, you know, increase the life of it. So, yep. and you guys have that available. I think you have it available on your website, don't you? Yes. Yeah. We have the, uh, shampoo, the mild detergent basically for it's, it's kind of designated towards neoprene, but it's going to work for other things. Uh, if you have a mild detergent at home, hand wash it, air dry. Don't put this in a washing machine um, <laughs> or dryer. Uh, hand wash it, dry it up, uh, or let it dry, hang dry. Um, but those things will help prolong the life of a lot of your outdoor equipment. So saying that, you know, leaving one in your boat and finding that, like, you know, six months later, uh, damp and moldy and stinky is probably not a good, good way to increase the life expectancy of anything but yeah. but if, there's uh <laughs> certain places throughout the country you know because we're a whitewater company that's how we started uh you know if you went on the grand canyon and did a long trip on the grand canyon uh the actual park rangers will check your equipment um i'm not sure if there's other places in the country that do this but if you show up there and you have a pft that's faded or torn has a little tear in it uh, they won't let you take that trip. They won't let you on the water. You're going to have to use a different PFD. Wow. Um, so if you do get fading, you do get a tear, you know, maybe look at getting a new PFD. Um, but in uh, general rule is that 365 days of use. Maybe when you need to look at getting a, a 
a different life jacket. <laughs> uh, just wanted to send that reminder again, like, comment, share, and share uh, for your chance to win that very old hoodie. Uh, and that's over the next 24 hours. We'll do a, a drawing tomorrow. So what's next on the list that you would uh, like to share with the viewers here, David? Um, well, I guess uh, one thing I forgot to mention, like on a lot of our shirts, like the varial hoodie, um, we actually are building product for small personal watercraft use, paddling. Um, so when you look at any of our apparel, uh, I'll show you one of the, the varial hoodie again, um, like both of your t-shirts that you're wearing, you're going to have a seam that comes over the top of your shoulder and that splits and comes underneath your armpit area. So if you look at the varial, we actually move those seams up off your high friction areas, even down below your elbow. So when you're paddling or rowing or whatever you're doing on the water, you're not going to have that chafing. Uh, we call this a friction-free cut or a paddler's cut. Um, the shirt that I'm wearing right here is actually a guide shirt. Um, and you'll see down the armpit here, you can't really see it on this color, but we're actually gonna add some more breathable materials down your side and underneath your arm. That's gonna help for breathability and actually help for paddling and comfort underneath your arms. Um, so that's a big thing when you look at our apparel, it's gonna be different than a lot of other manufacturers in the, the case that we're gonna design it specifically for someone in this back picture here, someone paddling or rowing or actively moving on the water. Um, where I'm going to go from here, so we talked about a little bit of apparel, uh, definitely some protection stuff. Um, let's talk about like foul weather, rainy, overcast days. You need to protect yourself. One of my favorite items that we developed um, is called the Sidewinder Dry Bib. And the Sidewinder Dry Bib is completely waterproof um, from your chest down. It's built from our higher end waterproof breathable material called Eclipse. Um, but it incorporates a fabric sock. So that fabric sock is waterproof. It is breathable. But basically, I like it for like a tournament day where I'm on the boat ramp. All the anglers are getting ready to go and they're all doing the butt scoop to get their boat off the shoreline or off the ramp and onto the water. For me, I just walk right out into the water, hop into my boat and off I go. The other application that I like, Jameson has been on this river. It's called the Susquehanna. Um, you got a lot of shoals and shallow areas. I've used this bib down in Texas, like on the uh, Brazos River. You need to get out in Portage, you need to hike your boat through. That bib is perfect for that scenario. Grab this <clears throat> so, this is the Sidewinder bib. Um, basically it has wishbone suspenders up top. So this keeps the bib in place. These are removable. So you can take these uh, suspenders off, roll that bib down and have just a pair of dry pants if you need to. Uh, if you I notice this, there's nothing up on the chest and any, any guesses why we don't want anything on the chest? Because of the PFDs. <laughs> Absolutely. You don't want any bulkiness underneath your chest area. So you want a clean layout underneath your so it's comfortable to wear. Uh, it will have, this is a revision this year, it's gonna have an integrated weighting belt system. I was it's gonna say I haven't seen that. That's that awesome. something new. It's gonna come with the bib. This is important, you need to have that cinched down, especially if you get in above 
you know, your, your head. You need to have that cinch down. It's so this important. Is- I, I see so many guys out there, and I'm a big proponent of wearing lightweight, breathable waders, uh, the bibs, that sort of thing. And and I see guys doing that, but then they're not wearing the waiting belts. And, I mean, that is the most important safety thing you can have there, include, besides your PFD, I think. But uh, got to have that belt on. You got to have it on nice and snug. You got, why don't you share, you know, why that's an important thing? And we think it's obvious to us because we're used to wearing them, but a lot of people might not realize, you know, yeah, what it's, it's not to hold them up. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, right. it's not your belt to hold them up. It's if you do go in the water, it is to keep the water from going down into your legs. Now, the whole myth about you sinking wearing waders is exactly that. It's a myth. You know, water inside your waders weighs no more than water outside your waders. But if your waders fill up or your bibs fill up, getting back into your kayak is going to be difficult. So you want to minimize that. So it's so important to have that belt on nice and snug. What actually happens with these lightweight breathables, when you go in the water, the water pressure actually compresses them down onto your legs. And it's actually fairly difficult for water to get in there. Uh, unless you start tumbling around and that sort of thing. And that's where you really, again, you know, it's, I always say it's a system, you know, you, you, you have the, the bibs, you have the belt, you have a paddling jacket and you have that PFD. Yep. So I forgot to mention, you know, we have the wishbone suspenders up top. You will have a couple adjustments on your sides. So that's important to adjust as well. And then your waiting belt, integrated waiting belt, um, as well, you have your PFD on over the top of this and cinched down properly. So this is going to be pretty form-fitting around your body. It's not going to be 100% a seal because you're not in a full dry suit, um, but you're going to limit the amount of water getting into this bib and making it difficult for you to pull yourself back up into your boat. Um, the other feature is right here. This is a relief zipper. It's worth its weight in gold. Um, it's a must need for any kind of technical outerwear that you're wearing, whether it's a dry suit, dry pant, dry uh, top combo. Um, I've been, so many times, like, I think I'm good to go. I get all my gear on. I get in my boat. A couple minutes later, I'm like, hey, I need to go to the restroom. Uh, we don't want you to take your PFD off on the water. We don't want you to try to stand up, take your life jacket off, try to relieve yourself. Keep your life jacket on. Keep yourself safe. Open that relief zipper up. Go ahead and relieve yourself. Um, down on the pant, we have one basic zippered pocket. It's a water-resistant pocket, just a nice place to stash some gear if needed. But one of my biggest things that I do like, waterproof breathable socks. You will see a seam right about here. Actually, I said that wrong, right here. So if you have a higher boot um, that you want to accommodate with this bib, you can tuck that boot up into the in interior part of this and have that kind of overcuff uh, design. Um, but once you're in this, if you're hiking in, or trekking in the water, you know, up to your waist, chest, um, you're going to be perfectly dry. And, and let me tell you, people, that this type of sock versus a neoprene sock is so much more comfortable uh, because you don't have to have that well, like for me, I wear like an 11 size shoe normally, but if you got to throw on a wading boot, it's like a size 14 and having that in the footwell of your kayak, they're just giant. So this, you can wear a normal, you know, I can have a wool sock on underneath there 
and a regular size shoe over that. And it's just, they're just, it's just so much more comfortable. Well, I think that Definitely. you don't have to have specific shoes to go with the waders. And I think that's key because there's a lot of trips that we, we've been on and we go on where I don't need the waders every day, but then the, the weather changes or whatever, and the waders become important, but you don't have to bring extra gear. You can just put your regular shoes that you have uh, Gene, on. So. On that line, Gene was asking, will the boundary shoe boot work with the Sidewinder? Yeah, they will. It's not the perfect fit. And that's just me being honest. Uh, the boundary boot comes up high above your calf. Um, I can wear it with the Sidewinder bibs, but if I'm sitting and standing and doing that transition often, you're going to have to readjust a little bit. Um, it's not the perfect fit. What do you what what shoe do you think is a is a better fit? Um, like the uh, paddle wet shoe from us. It's kind of a mid. It's kind of in between the boundary boot and a low cut wet shoe. Um, it comes up basically a few inches above your ankle. Um, that would be a great boot uh, or wet shoe option. Um, as well, if you if you have a pair of uh, standard boots, um, wear them with this. Uh, if you have a pair of wet shoes, wear them with this. It works great. Uh, the only thing I'm saying is with the boundary boot, because it comes up so high, you might have to readjust if you're sitting and standing frequently and kind of going back and forth. Gotcha. Yep. Um, Pow asked, is there, is that the only color? In the Sidewinder, it's only available in gray. Okay. Yeah, we so have, the backwater uh, wet shoes is what I wear, you know, to answer Gene's question, just to back up, I wear the backwater boots quite a bit um with that combination yeah there you go you have it yeah. i was yeah i totally um, spaced this one this this would be my number one recommendation the paddle wet shoe would probably be well when you know. said paddle wet shoe i was like i don't remember being called that so i'm gonna look it up real quick to make sure i don't butcher the name but i didn't uh, think the, that was right but i wasn't gonna the say water has amazing tread on the bottom it's a side zip so it's easier to get on and off has a reinforced toe box and also stability bands built into the side. So it helps with side to side support. Um, this is a great option. And the boundary boot that they mentioned before comes up high, kind of above your calf. You have this little ladder lock system. You can create a seal above your calf. Uh, it is completely waterproof from here down. So you're never gonna have contact with that cold water. Awesome tread. Great, great boot. I honestly, I have heard nothing but good things about those. I know several, I'd, I've never worn them myself, but I know several people who have them and they all highly, highly recommend them. I think Jeff Little's been wearing the same pair just based on the smell uh, <laughs> for like 30 years or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, for real. I think he's had a pair for a really long time. And I, and I wanted to say about the backwater boots is uh, Brooks and I have used those a lot, actually just weighting the flats, like, I know he took them to the Bahamas. I think I had mine down in the Bahamas when we were down there, Jim, um, last season. And I, we probably should have stayed actually in the Bahamas. That was like February when COVID was hitting. And I was looking the other day. I think there's been like zero cases on that island, by the way. Um, right. But <laughs> anyway, uh, those just – they work really well. It's just a, a boot to wear uh, to protect your feet on the flats, uh, whether it's coral or rocks or, or whatnot, and they grip well. So – you know, mixing those in with even without the waders just as a boot has been really good for me. 
Yep. The one thing to talk about neoprene real quick, neoprene products typically do not breathe. Uh, you're going to have to do something to the material to make it breathable. So the boundary boots will not breathe. They are waterproof. They are warm. They're comfortable. So the backwater, actually, this material all the way throughout this area is actually airpreen. It actually has small perforated holes in it, so it allows your feet to breathe. Um, but it doesn't allow sand and debris to get into the boots. So this yeah. is this is almost designed 100% like a flat fishing boot, but very functional for kayak anglers to wear. And along since we we're still on the bibs thing, uh, Aaron Dodds, is there a matching uh, jacket to pair with the sidewinders? Um, we have a couple different options. We have a jacket called the high tide jacket. It actually is a, a lighter material than the Sidewinder bib. Uh, pairs up pretty good with it. Um, you can also look at uh, like semi dry tops uh, that NRS manufactures or full dry top if you, if you want to go that route. Um, so there's not a specific product that is paired with the Sidewinder for a top, but we do have options that you can kind of mix and match if you need to. So speaking of the Sidewinder bibs, very functional bib. I love that bib. Um, we actually, uh, listening to our anglers on our team and specifically Ron Champion, who's a very avid tournament angler, uh, liked using the Sidewinder bib, but there's times that you need to be able to peel gear off, um, you know, depending on conditions or say you're paddling a pair of just a light pant and it starts to look overcast and you need to put on some rain gear. That's where we came in with the, the champion jacket and bib. So this is the new 2021 uh, champion jacket. So it's a fully front zip. Uh, these pockets down here for your hands are actually fleece lined. So it's a nice little warming pocket for your hands. It has a hood built into it. You can tighten that down, cinch it down around your head, create a nice tight seal. Um, but like I mentioned, it's fully zipped, so it's easy to get on and off on the water. And then we have the actual bib underneath. So unlike the Sidewinder, this is a bib that you can peel off really quick. So it has a full entry zipper on the front, and then down on the legs, you actually have zippers that run up your legs. So if you have a pair of boots on, uh, you don't have to take your shoes off on the water if you need to put these on or take them off. Uh, very functional bib uh, for uh, anglers to wear on the water. Especially I think it's just a really great rain gear. Yeah. And and then even like on the skiff, if you're getting splashed. <laughs> I was just about to say, Jameson, you and I both have boats as well. And yeah. I would love a set of those to keep on my boat. Because yep. I mean, yeah, I know, I know we're talking about paddling and all that stuff, but you know, we just like to be outdoors and on our boats and everything else. And that is an awesome set of foul weather gear for the boat or for when I'm out hoop netting off my boat uh, and I'm wearing deck boots and that sort of thing. So um, yeah, I, I think I'm gonna have to look at it, a pair of the bibs and a set of those. Yeah, that's my ski gear too. I'm gonna throw that stuff on right over. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, just um, having those, like, I keep I keep a set in my RV, I mean, just as, I mean, it's the best rain gear. You can throw it on quickly, and and you're you're covered, and there's there's a lot of days on the boat, like you said, that you're going out, and it's just foggy or damp or drizzly, and, you know, you, you don't really need that full, like, waiter necessarily, but right. you, know, you just want to stay, keep your clothes dry underneath. Um, yep. 
And again, a, a great example of where NRS has worked with the angler to make something that's that working is functional for their style of fishing. And it's, it's, I'm excited. I'm excited about working with NRS and, and, and what we're going to have coming up. Um, and I, I like gear, you know, <laughs> I think I have more coats than anything. Like I probably have more coats than I do have pair of underwear, pairs of underwear. Does <laughs> NRS um, make underwear too? Hey, that's <laughs> sort of I've been I've been trying. I've been trying. I've been saying socks and underwear for how long now, David? Like at least uh, it's it's been a few years. A few years. <laughs> and my whole point is then I could literally not like everything head to toe. That's the whole the principle, right? Head to toe. But you know, I'm there's gaps. <laughs> uh Powell is uh, actually asking a release date. Uh, the champion I, I bibs on the champion. Yeah, the champion bibs and jackets specifically will be uh, mid March uh, for an ETA. Um, the revamped sidewinder bibs will probably be early March. Uh, the new guide shirts will be coming in probably in the next month. Uh, we already have some varials and bajas available, not all colors, but definitely a couple options for you. Uh, the you? only product that I'm missing that I can't show you today is we actually are coming out with a full dry suit that's specifically designed for anglers. And that won't be coming in until we're probably going to miss the spring season with it, but it will be available once conditions get colder in the fall and winter. Okay. So do you happen to have any of it? Because I said you sent me the um, a pair of the guide shorts. And those quickly became like my favorite shorts. And, and um... they're so soft. Yeah. <laughs> so this is an example of the guide short. Sorry, the belt loops undone. You got quite a few pocket configurations, but it's very stretchy material. It's loose fitting, uh, dries pretty quick, um, but very, very comfortable to wear when you're out on a boat. Um, so guide short available in blue and green. All right, blue and green, blue and gray. And then the new Lolo shorts. It's a lighter weight material. Still has a little bit of stretch to it. Wait, wait, it it's lighter. It's lighter than the guide shorts because the guide shorts are just so yeah. light and comfortable already. Yeah, these the Lolos are lighter overall and they dry wow. way quicker than the guide short. So we're going to have uh, two colors. We're going to have gray and then this khaki in the Lolo short. Uh, very comfortable wear. And then one product Jameson's pretty stoked on. We've had this in the lineup for a couple years, but this is the Lolo pant. So it's a full pant, great for sun protection, super lightweight, dries quick. A uh, couple key things that we did differently. It used to be a zip-off pant. We got rid of that uh, being convertible now. So it's just a full pant. And then down on the bottom, we adjusted the, the ankle area adjustment made it a bungee strap instead of a button snap, which if you walked on that, Jameson can vouch for this. It's it's not super comfortable to walk on that. Um, yeah, I got to so wear this, a set of these and the keys as they were samples. Um, and I was, yeah, I fell in love with them. So I'm really stoked on that. I think most of my former Lolo zip off pants became Lolo shorts really quickly after I owned them because inevitably I zip them off and then I can't find the lower half of them or I find them <laughs> later in another drawer or whatever. Um, but yeah. And then the button, like you said, like if you were wearing flip-flops or walking around 
inevitably that button would end up under the your heel and you'd step on it. Yeah. Um, so these were a little more tapered filling in the sample and they just felt like they fit really nice. And I'm a big fan of having pants and shorts in the drawer and not short pants in the drawer. <laughs> like, so, uh, I just keep up with them a little bit better that way. I'm, I'm with you. Um, Albert says, how much for the shorts? Do you have an M MSRP? Yep. Uh, guide shorts are $69.95 and the low, low shorts are the same price, $69.95. And since we haven't really talked too much about it, do you have shirts? We did talk about the uh, uh, varial. Um, do you have other type of um, paddling shirts, uh, non-hooded, that sort of thing, kind of the same materials, but not hooded and that sort of thing? Or Yeah, we, we definitely have like logoed, branded cotton t-shirts. Um, those are available online. Um, we don't have an NRS fishing specific t-shirt. Um, but if you look at online as well, we're going to have a category called H2 Core. Um, H2 Core is going to be comprised of three different weights of materials. Look at Silk Weight. Uh, silk Weight is available in a short sleeve t-shirt style shirt, but it's going to be super comfortable. UPF 50, sun protection. Uh, we're going to build that in, in a long sleeve and a hoodie version. And we're going to have men's and women's colors both. So if you don't want the varial or the Baja or a guide shirt, we have tons of other options uh, for sun protection and insurance. So I may have missed it, uh, but the guide shirt is what you're wearing right now, which is yep. looks really nice. And it's a snap button, right? So like yeah, you just it's a collared button down shirt. We have it available this year in this green. We have it all day plaid. And I have it in a gray. Those are nice looking shirts. I like those. Oh, I live in blue. And then ladies will have kind of a lighter blue color in the mix too. So quite, quite a few apparel options. Uh, one other thing in the H2 core category, it's called lightweight. So this is just a loftier material, super comfortable to wear. Um, I use this underneath my bibs as a layering piece. I use it casually just as a, casual shirt wear around town. Um, but this is the example of a hoodie version of the lightweight. And we'll have that available in men's and women's colors. So the silk weight is similar in material to the varial hoodie, which yep. is a very lightweight kind of sun performance shirt. And then the one you just showed is kind of a, a lightweight, what I would call like sweatshirt, but it's it's performance material. So it still wicks and dries quickly and yep. a great layering piece. But then you also have expedition weight, which I use you know, to layer when it's cold up here, which is like, you know, my go-to just lounge around the house hoodie too. The thing is super soft, a little heavier, um, really warm. And, you know, you can kind of build out your whole thing. And I'll even layer some of the silk weight stuff underneath, you know, some of that, uh, the other like layers there or thicknesses. Well, and I think, I think it, it, a good time to mention as well is, wearing proper clothing when you're kayaking is so important. And, you know, you'll see people out there in jeans and cotton sweatshirts. I mean, there is a saying that says cotton kills and there's a reason for it. You know, it doesn't dry quickly. It stays wet. It gets heavy. Um, wearing proper clothing and, and layering those proper uh, elements to stay warm or to stay cool, whichever the case may be, 
is really important. And, and I mean, you don't want to be wearing Levi jeans when you're out on your kayak offshore. And, a, and a, like I said, a, you know, your college sweatshirt, because that stuff gets wet. It just stays wet. Cotton t-shirts, you know, it's the same thing. It gets wet. You start sweating. It, it's not as comfortable as having, you know, the more performance oriented uh, materials. It, it, it's really, I can't tell you how big of a difference it makes. Huge difference. So where do we need to put the poll thing where people vote on NRS making underwear and socks? Like we should that. <laughs> Somewhere in the comments, there'll be a poll. If you guys want underwear from NRS, like, share, and comment. <laughs> let's see some thumbs, let's see some thumbs up for NRS undies. We're going to get this done right here. <laughs> but it, this, on the website, though, uh, you guys have all the base layers, right? Um, yep like the fleeces and everything else. And I mean, we've been on for over an hour now, so I don't know. We're, gonna, we're not gonna be able to run through all the products here, but like I was saying before, I mean, you guys, you have all the dry bags, different sizes. Yep. Um, what, what are other stuff that people would want to, you know, that are looking for gear are going to find on. Really check out the knives, the, the co-pilot, yeah. the pilot. Those are great, great safety oriented paddling oriented knives for sure. Yep. Um, tons of safety equipment. Uh, so, you know, there, there's some essential items that you need to have. So if, if someone's out on the kayak and they don't have a whistle on their boat, please buy a whistle. Um, but along with that, you know, paddle leashes to uh, bilge pumps to paddle floats. If no one knows what a paddle float is and you're, you're in a kayak and you're struggling getting in and out of your boat, uh, if you do take a swim, look at a paddle float, um, tons of dry bags. And I always carry a dry bag that has uh, some change of clothes in them. Um, we have roll down style dry bags. We have full dry zipper, dry, uh, waterproof dry bags, uh, smaller little personal dry bags too. So if you have your phone, some camera equipment, um, you know, you want to throw your wallet, your keys in there, put them in a dry hatch of your boat. We have stuff like that too. Um, there, there's a lot, you know. There is a I, lot. I, I was looking earlier also. I mean, uh, different sizes, paddler size, uh, medical kits, yeah, uh, medical kits are- and up to full size expedition med kits. Yeah. I mean, just um, that- I want to say there's there's probably about five thousand plus SKUs of items we manufacture. So there's quite a bit, um, lots of wet shoe options, glove options, um, you name it. We we all, we we will probably have an option for you if you're paddling or rowing or, you know, doing any sort of small personal watercraft activities. And also the inflatables. Um, I, I can see what's sitting right there in the corner a little bit. I don't know if I can wheel this way. Oh, perfect. Yeah, but, uh, right behind me, this is one example of uh, a fishing-specific watercraft that we develop here. It's called the Pike. Uh, the Pike is completely inflatable, so you have your main chamber tubes, PVC tubes, and then on the deck of the boat, we actually have what's called drop stitch. So the whole deck is inflated at a higher amount of pressure, uh, creates a nice rock-solid, rigid platform to stand up on. Um, to fish 
Uh, along with that, we're partnering up with Yak Attack this year. Um, so all of these glue-on base mounts are from Yak Attack. They plug and play with their new switch pads. Uh, so you can accommodate rod holders, drink holders, paddle rests, um, you name it, you can, you can outfit this boat. And we also sell those pads, the glue-on pads separately. So if you need to add a couple here or there, you definitely have that option to do that. The Pike has an integrated keel built into it on the bow and stern, so it tracks very well. Super lightweight, uh, comes with this rigid aluminum mesh style seat. Um, very comfortable. And then we're, we're gonna have a couple other options in small personal watercraft called the uh, Star Rival and the Star Challenger, which are more of like a hybrid sit on top slash SUP board. They come with a rigid aluminum style seat so you can sit on them. But if you need to stand up and fish, they're, they're super comfortable as well. Jameson actually uses the Rival for his yeah, river fishing. It, uh, it's crazy how high the inflatables will float. So, like, you're talking about river, you're trying to obtain up current. Um, it's, like, no resistance, right? So it makes it really easy to paddle up some of the, the light white water uh, to try to obtain up river, you know. Uh, and it's easy to get on and off and land fish from. And, and so I've really been enjoying. Uh, and I leave it inflated, you know, and put it up on the roof rack just like I would a regular kayak. But when I need that extra space, it packs both of those boats will pack down into a backpack. Um, so it's got well, me thinking, Jeff, like there's places that we need to go yes. that we can fly with these boats. Uh, yes. That, that was one of, again, I mean, it's one of the exciting things when I was looking at working with NRS and, and seeing these inflatables. It's like there's a lot of locations, uh, Brazil, for instance, which. It's just prohibitive to, to try and get a kayak there. But if you can have one in a backpack and fly there, I mean, with it, I mean, it's awesome. Plus, you have a motorhome. I've got a sprinter van. You know, those times I don't want to throw the drag the trailer with me. I mean, just having, having it inside the, the van or inside the motorhome and not taking up any space. Yeah. And if people are wondering, these aren't your old, you know, thin Sevalor, you know, uh, type of uh, inflatables. These things, I mean, when you feel one that's inflated, they feel like they're rock solid. Oh, yeah. Is that what you were talking about, that the drop stitched? Yeah, so PVC drop stitch is something that years ago when the SUP industry kind of boomed, um, we were actually the, one of the first manufacturers of a full PVC drop stitch SUP board. Um, but it, unlike a regular tube, when you inflate that tube, it becomes circular. Oh, such a uh, information. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. We lost you for a second. So, uh, so there's stitching that if you if you cut that tube in half, it'll look like spider webs running up and down. So with that stitching in there, when you inflate it, it holds its shape and allows you to put a larger or higher amount of pressure into the tube. So now you can create a floor with this. It's what we use on our SUP boards. It's what we're going to use on the pike floor and the rival floor. So basically, it just creates a solid, rigid platform for you to sit on or stand up on. Yeah, the flex is is very minimal. Like when you're, you know, I'm 220 pounds on a good day. And, <laughs> and I mean, I'm standing up on it, you know, and all that weight's on your feet. And you don't, you, you think the board would flex a lot and it just doesn't. I mean, it still stays really flat. I mean, you, you feel a little bit, it's still inflated, but it's, you know, rock solid. Um, and 
even when you're pumping it up, you're like, holy crap, this is like you feel like you're gonna it's gonna blow up because you can put so much pressure in there. But um, yeah, so one quick disclaimer, you know, when you're inflating, you get a pike or you get a rival or a challenger, it's gonna come with a high pressure pump and follow the instructions. Your side tubes will be standard three pounds of pressure. Your deck or the floor can go way above that. You don't want to overinflate your side tubes with that pump, whether it's a hand pump or electric pump. Three pounds for the side tubes, you know, 12 pounds of pressure and the floor is going to be perfectly adequate for you to stand up on. Um, Alfred was asking how strong are they? And I'm not really sure if he means about the strength or the flex or whatever. I know that like I said, they've come such a long way. And as you were saying, Jameson, that was the big deterrent with, with inflatables uh, in the day. Cause you'd go over something, you'd go, you know, and yep. these are so much more rigid, but how resistant are they to, well, we're fishing, <laughs> you know, your hooks and stuff. Yeah, I haven't personally, I, I mean, I, I bass fish. Uh, that's what I primarily do. Um, last year and the year before, am I cutting out? No, I got you. Now you're cutting out. <laughs> he seems to have frozen again. <laughs> He's back. Slightly. Well, we can see you there, dude, but uh, it's, it's definitely pixelated. And Anyway, oh, well. Um, we've been on for a little longer than normal anyway, so uh, we may just uh, kind of go with that. Uh, remember, again, like, comment, share, share, share for your chance to win that varial hoodie, and we'll draw that winner tomorrow. And, of course, that's all. You can see all the great products at nrs.com. Calm. Um, Jameson, what's your what's your favorite item? That's NRA? a tough one because it's all good. I mean, I love the varial hoodie because it's got the the built-in face shield and the hood on it, which I, I find, you know, when you leave, the sun's not out, you can drop the hood, drop the face shield. But as the day goes on, I'm not worried about that. I bring that buff with me or that face shield with me. Um, and I can pull the hood up and I, I, I do it quite often. So that's probably the piece of gear that I wear from them um, the most. But I, I really, as far as PFDs go, I, I love the Chinook and the way it fits. It fits tight, it's kind of tactical feeling um, and uh, everything's, you know, where I want it. So those are, you know, obviously the two pieces that get the most use for me. I'm always wearing the varial and I'm always wearing um, a Chinook uh, and whether it's the offshore or the the regular Chinook. And then to talk just real quick, I've been fishing out of the rival for a year. And before that they're in a uh, stand up paddleboard, which is under the NRS name and not the star name. Um, and I've had no issues with hooks or punctures of any kind. And you got to remember people have been guiding out of these catarafts and, and different types of rafts that are made from the same types of materials. And, you know, it's not a very common problem not saying it couldn't happen in certain situations but um it's not a very common issue uh and and whitewater rafts are made out of the same uh, type of pvc uh you know so it's not a 
he's asking about oyster beds. I haven't had an issue yet. Um, not saying that you won't have an issue. I would think oysters yeah. are very sharp, and that could be one of the downfalls. I wouldn't buy it specifically to go fish around oysters. Right. <laughs> uh, but I use mine in the river where you've got a lot of rocks, uh, whitewater situations, and it just bounces right off. I haven't had any issues with hooks. Um, but if you're scraping across oysters, we've done it down in Louisiana. I've, I've seen it done. I've never seen one deflate or yeah. come back, you know, gouged. But it's, I imagine, you know, if you hit it hard enough, it could happen. Yeah, proceed with caution with oyster beds. Um, they'll, they'll chew up not just inflatable watercraft if you're not careful. Um, you know, shoes, bottoms of soles of your shoes. Um, so just proceed with caution. But before my internet disconnected me again, um, I was saying uh, last year and the year before I fished off of these inflatable watercraft 90% of the time. Um, I haven't had an issue. I've bounced hooks, treble hooks off the side of the tubes. Um, it's not to say you can't stick one. Um, I, I will say always to carry a repair kit with you. And we do have some quick, like I'll, I'll call it a quick band-aid. It's called Tear-Aid. It's something you can apply real quick. Um, get yourself back to shore, get your back, uh, get yourself back home and do a more detailed repair if you need to. There's only been one time that I've punctured the side tube on uh, a, one of our watercraft while fishing. And that's when I bumped up to someone's private boat ramp or not boat ramp dock. And there was actually a big long nail sticking off the side oh, of geez. that dock <laughs> that I didn't see. And I, I bumped into it and it did puncture my, my boat, but other than that, I haven't had issues. Well, the nice thing too is you've got three chambers there, so yep. <laughs> you're not going to just go under. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I, I I have this thing in the back of my sprinter in in the bag. How long from the time I throw it on the ground till I'm on the water? I mean, what is getting it inflated, getting it all rigged up? Yeah, uh, rigging it up. That's kind of hard to say. I mean, it depends on much stuff you want to carry with you and how much you know, camera booms and mounts and right. rod holders <laughs> and all that stuff. The inflation part of it, um, so I, I'll just give you, I'll be perfectly honest. It's a good pre-warm-up to getting on the water. <laughs> well, I got the hand like pump, Yeah, with, <laughs> with the hand pump, you're probably, I mean, it depends how much you want to exert energy-wise. It's going to take you about 10 minutes, maybe longer. depends if you want to take a break and, you know, bring out some more gear out of the truck or vehicle and set it up. Um, I can do, you know, seven to eight minutes with uh, one of our pumps. The electric pump that Jameson mentioned, we do have available. Um, that you just set the dial to 12 pounds. You turn the pump on. While it's pumping, you go get all of your gear ready. When that pump hits a certain amount of pressure, 12 pounds, whatever you set it at, it's going to automatically shut off. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, so look look at it. I mean, if you don't want to hassle with using a hand pump, look at the electric pump. Uh, the electric pump hooks up to a car battery terminal. Yeah, um, it's not a plug-in or, you know, just you have the alligator clips and that's it. Yeah, and, and like you said, you can basically set it and start doing other things, getting your, your paddle and your tackle kind of staged and ready to go. And then with that, I mean, I'm, I've been on the water in like 10 minutes total. You know, yep. getting the boat ready from the time I roll it out. Um, so it's really not that bad. My buddy was actually just loading up his regular kayak, and I took a few more minutes than he did, you know, to get all his gear situated. Um, but it wasn't bad at all. How much did they weigh? Actually, uh, it kind of depends on the boat. The pipe weighs a little bit more than a rival, but 
you know, 30, 40 pounds is, is typically what you're going to just, just for the boat and the seat. Um, then obviously, you know, I add, you know, 10 rods and tackle boxes and anchors and all that stuff to it. And yeah, it'll, it'll increase. Yeah. But still significantly less. I mean, like the, a light fishing kayak now is over 80 pounds. So. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, well, we got another question here. Um, black flag fishing. I've been waiting for REI, par REI parking lot sale to grab some NRS endurance paddling pants. Do you guys have a new version coming out? that I should wait for? Uh, the endurance pants and actually the endurance jackets are current for 2021. So you won't see a new product in, in the endurance line coming out this year. Very good. Um, Facebook user. And if you, if you come up as Facebook user, that means you're watching in the Facebook group and you didn't give it permission to show your name. Uh, says uh, he's ready to try new things. Sounds perfect for our waters. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I mean, I've got my kayaks, I've got them on a trailer. I drive a sprinter sometimes just to me, it just sounds really appealing, especially if I'm going on a road trip to not drag the trailer a little behind and, and to have that inflatable inside the van. Um, for those, you know, a couple of side trips while we're going on a road trip. So uh, looking forward to that and um, the quality and everything else. Before we go, because we have, like I said, this show's run quite a bit longer than normal. Anything we missed? Anything you wanted to touch on there, uh, David? Um, just one, one other thing with inflatable watercraft. So uh, be cautious of boat ramps. You know, if you have, if you can get down quickly, um, you don't want, I mean, this is just kind of a personal thing, but don't inflate the boat down on the end of the boat ramp. Uh, have it inflated. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the other thing, if you're up in the parking lot, you get it inflated. Uh, you need to lug it down there, um, or carry it down there. Get a get a kayak trolley or boat cart. Um, it's going to make your life way easier. Don't drag that thing all the way down the boat ramp to the to the water. Um, you want to protect that investment. Um, but yeah, if you have an electric pump, pull all the way down the boat ramp, hook up the electric pump, get all your rods and reels out or tackle and should be fine. What's, uh, well, Alfred is, is asking how much, and I'm assuming he's talking about the inflatables. Do you have a price range? Uh, yeah, I don't want to quote the wrong price. Um, Give me one second. Well, and while he's looking that up, I will remind you, like, comment, share for your chance to win a varial hoodie. We showed it here on this show. You saw what a cool shirt that is. So uh, like, comment, share, and you will have a chance. And we'll select that tomorrow. So people who are watching live as well as people who are watching the replay do have a the opportunity to win and we just do a throw all the names into a random selector and it'll pick the winner for us so the pike which is more of your traditional inflatable kayak is going to be $1095 the rival fish is going to be 995 and then the challenger which is the smaller version of the rival is going to be 895 and that and that comes with the backpack and a pump, correct? The hand pump. Yeah. Uh, backpack, man. pump, the seat repair kit. Uh, it actually has removable fins on the bottom of it, so those will come with the the pack. And 
if we could see the the boat again a little bit, but um, you have, unlike like I said, these old Sevillars, you'd sit in there and the seat was actually like inflatable almost, or you got almost like the regular what we like the the, the high seats on these things, the the beach chair style seat. Yeah, it's super comfortable to paddle in. Um, a very lightweight seat. It has mesh, so it dries quickly. Um, but basically, the way we designed it is the bottom seat area where we're going to be um, is, is going to be right at the top level of the pont side pontoons. You can see side pontoon, your seat's going to be right in that same area. So you, it allows you to sit up higher, so it's easier to kind of get from a sit-up position to a standing position. And it also allows you to have, if you're seated, um, more bent knees and, you know, more comfortable to paddle. Very good. Well, guys, I think we're going to wrap it up. This has been an awesome, very informative show. And thank you, uh, David, for uh, joining on with the Kayak Fishing Show and being a partner with us. I'm really looking forward to that relationship. And thank you, Jameson, for you know helping that move along. I really, really appreciate that as well. Um, I've got a dog outside my door wanting to play ball. Kids <laughs> uh, <laughs> going crazy. So. <laughs> it's all it's all signs so again nrs.com uh david thank you so much uh you're welcome back on the show anytime anytime there's any new product or anything like that you want to share with us uh we'll get you back on here i um like i said there's just so much so much you guys just have so much stuff there's no way we could cover it all in this little show so thank you guys so much i'm going to drop you out and we will uh be chatting with you soon bye well, thanks everybody so much for joining us. I know that show ran a little bit long, but like I said, it was just all great information and, and awesome products. And uh, hopefully we're going to have them on here a lot more and get them a lot more involved with these shows. And um, I appreciate y'all watching today. If you are going out on the water, remember always wear your NRS PFD and keep your paddle right side up. Y'all take care.